0: Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber, the Velvet Machete Hurdle, coming to you to help you become a bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident fempreneur with amazing guests with super awesome advice. And we're going to dig into today's um, uh, probably uh, one of the episodes I've, I've been most excited about because it's something that... I believe in that not everybody quite understands. And so I've got the perfect person to break all that down for you. But before we even get into that part of the show, I want to give a couple shout outs to you, um, bombshell listeners. So um, I want to first thank, um, I think it's Carrie Lead or maybe Carrie L. I'm not real sure. Carrie, girl. Uh, I'm butchering your name, but here we go. She says, Brilliant. This is in iTunes. Brilliant. All entrepreneurs need to check this out. Great content and actionable advice. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Carrie. I'm going to. Um, I've said it a million times, running a podcast, hosting a podcast is not the easiest thing in the world, but it's encouragement like this and knowing that it's making a difference. It makes me keep recording and keep doing this. Um, And it is kind of fun. So I'll give you that. Um, I have somebody here who says, great for women in wellness. I absolutely love listening to this podcast. Amber has found the perfect balance of reaching out to women in the business world and showing them how to embrace their divine feminine in the professional arena. If I've learned anything from this show, it's been about learning to become clear in who I am as a person and as a businesswoman. And now I can authentically integrate that into running a successful business. Love you, Amber. I love you. That is amazing. I am so excited for you. Um, That is a lot to, I think maybe uh, one of the things that I love most about being a fempreneur is for us, it's so much bigger than just uh, dollars and cents. And there's so much learning and um, self-exploration that that happens and we're able to bless other people through our businesses. So um, that's incredibly meaningful to me and I want to thank you. And then last but certainly not least, Dreaming153 says, thank you. Thanks for all of the bombshell advice you offer here, Amber. I'm working my way through your archives from the very beginning, and every episode is packed with great advice. I am so grateful, and I am grateful for you uh, for listening, and especially for taking the time to give that feedback so that other women can see what it is that I'm trying to do here. And if you have not listened to every episode, I encourage you to go to the very beginning and um, and just start listening from episode one because I lay things out in a sequential way so that you can build your um your knowledge base in a in a way that makes sense. So thank you for all of that. Um, let's move on to today's interview. I'm so excited. Um, with me today is uh, Maggie Frank Shu. She is an online marketing consultant, um, someone I have worked with. She is a friend of mine. And um, she helps women who have grown their businesses purely through sweat, tears, and grit and now want to a growth strategy that allows them to earn consistent income they can count on and freeze up their time so they can work on the parts of the business that they really love. And I, from personal experience, can say that this woman is like a magician and she makes things happen and you just have to do your part and then she does her part and then things just hap like They just magically do what they're supposed to do and you can focus on the parts of your business that like you love. So without further ado, Maggie, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for saying all those nice things. I really appreciate that. I'll expect the check next week. I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, I'm teasing. Um, Okay. So today what we're going to talk about is how to use, don't get freaked out, how to use Facebook ads, to promote your business without breaking the bank. So before we, before we get into that, Maggie, tell us just a little bit more about you because you've got a lot of layers to your life like most bombshells mm-hmm. do.
1: Sure. Um, so I, oh gosh, take a deep breath here. Um, I started out as a, like, so I'll give you the super short version, but I started out as a journalist and uh, worked a lot in content. And that's really important to the way that I approach um, marketing now. I think it's really important to have something to say. A lot of times people want to know all these tips and tactics and ninja tricks and stuff. And if and none of that works if you don't have a compelling message. So um, I tend to work with um, people like you and uh, all my clients have a really clear understanding of um, what they you know, what they're trying to say or who they're trying to help. Um, and so that's one thing. That's how I kind of came to marketing from this sort of very, um, like first as a journalist and then just a copy editor and working with words a lot. Um, I live in San Diego, um, which is, you know, one of the greatest things that has ever happened to me. (laughs) Two and a half years ago from New York city, um, where I lived for most, like my entire adult life. Um, I have a two and a half year old son. Um, my mom lives here too. And my husband lives here. So pretty much, and his mom and his sister. So everyone's kind of out here, which is nice. Um, uh, yeah. What else do you want to know?
0: Well, I, I mean, I think that covers that. I mean, you have a, a definite background in a super professional career. So I love establishing that credibility. Um, it's not like you just woke up one day and you're like, hey, I'm going to do Facebook ads and help people build their email lists. Like you actually have a history that 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 brings that um, that skill set to the table. And I think it's also important to point out you just mentioned not just your son and your husband, but your extended family. And I think that's something that a lot of bombshells can um, connect to is that we are, we're involved with our families and we have a lot of roles that we play. So um, I think that's one of the things I love most about you too, is you keep it real. So
1: yeah, I want to say, so just that to um, make the point that I do work with women. um, That's my focus. I mean, definitely not women only, like if it's a good fit, I'll work with whomever, but I tend to work with women. Um, if they're not so completely solo, they, um, it's usually a pretty small business. And the reason I picked that, um, and really what I work with, um, in, with my highest end stuff is bloggers, um, who are selling their own products online. So they have, they are writers, you know, so there's a lot of simpatico there between us, but I really picked this group of people to work with since I've been out on my own and not working in corporate anymore. Um, because, uh, I'm really inspired by, uh, what women do. Um, and I, I mean, men are great and men do a lot. Uh, my husband does a whole lot and lots of, lots of men I know do a whole lot, but this sort of combination of things that women do and how flexible women are, especially, Um, when they're out on their own and also when they have kids, um, it's really fun to work with people like that. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, my business is really working a lot with women like you.
0: Yay. And we need you. (laughs) Okay. So tell us then like where, just, let's just say that I'm a, I'm a, a boutique, a a local boutique and, and a small to medium size, um, city or maybe a, a salon or maybe I'm a fitness center and I I know like I'm like boosting posts because Facebook offers this thing and I'm just not like, I don't get it. I'm not really sure what it is that I'm trying to do with Facebook ads. Talk to me. What, what, what am I doing wrong and where where am I not getting this?
1: Okay. So I think like those kind of businesses definitely, um, And I'd love to hear from your listeners if I'm wrong about this, but, um, lead generation is really important. So in other words, like, you know, you definitely want to talk about how you stand out as a salon or as a fitness center from all the other ones in the, in town or in the, you know, three towns or whatever around, but, um, you just really want to get a lot of people to know about you too. And so boost post seems like it would be, um, logical, Uh, It's right there. Every time you press, every time you share a post on Facebook and also on on Instagram, if you have it set up for your business, they will beg you to spend $5 on it. Um, so don't do that. Um, spoiler alert. Um, I mean, so yeah, if you've been doing that, you didn't ruin anything, you didn't do anything bad, but, um, my, so my advice, and this applies to local businesses in a particular way. And it also applies to probably everyone who's listening. Um, especially if you're on your own or you're running a really lean, mean operation. Um, you always want to spend money on Facebook with an eye toward how you're going to earn it back. Plus, right? right. So maybe you're not. So when you spend $5 to boost a post, um, you'll never earn that money back. Some, the way that I'm going to talk about, um, spending money on Facebook, you also may not earn that money back right away, but when you find the system that works for your business, um, eventually you will be able to, um, spend money that comes back to you and then some, and that's really what you want to think about with Facebook and Instagram ads, which are the same thing, right? Cause Facebook owns Instagram, um, if you're putting money out there, there needs to be a way to track how you earn it back. Um, so that sounds really daunting. Like, how do you do that? Um, the way that I found that works best for the people I work with is by um, creating a campaign. So when I talk about a marketing campaign, it's just the, what's the difference between a campaign and boosting a post? A campaign has a goal and the goal has numbers on it like I want to have 10 if it's a fitness center I want to have 10 people walk in here and go through my you know whatever it is you do to onboard people like go through and have a free pass day and and uh get the sign up pitch you know I want to have 10 people coming from Facebook ads doing that in 2 weeks uh so that that's a goal for a campaign or um you know, really just, I want to sell X things in Y days is a goal, or I want to have X consultations in Y days is a goal. Um, and then a campaign also has a strategy. So what you're going to do just like, um, what's the thing you're going to do? Are you going to, obviously if you're going to buy a series of Facebook ads, what's that going to look like? Um, I talk a lot about Webinars because I find they're really effective, you know. So a webinar is like a strategy. Five-day challenge, which you and I worked on, Amber, is a strategy. Um, and then a campaign has tactics, so it has like a plan. This is something you and I worked on a lot, like figuring out oh. every single thing you're going to do. But the cool thing about a campaign, to back up a little is that so it's specific in all these ways it's results oriented right so you're saying i'm going to have this many people come in this many days and then everything you do needs to track back to that result yeah. to the to the numbers in your objective and then it's time bound this is my favorite thing about a campaign for um small business and solopreneurs is it's time bound so you do this you know you do this facebook ad thing like everything i'm going to talk about today involves facebook ads but whatever it is, you do this thing, it takes, you know, three days to plan and seven days to execute and three days to do the postmortem. And then it's over. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I like about it. Right. Because if you do boost post, so that's why boost boost post is not a campaign. Like it's, it's not a campaign for a whole lot, lot of reasons, but my, my biggest thing with it is it's not time bound. So You're not learning anything from boosting posts, except that you eventually, you might feel like if you do it a few times and you do it to the same audience and you spend $5 every time, then you know, okay, it costs me, um, $5 to reach X amount of people. It's always going to be the same, right? That's all you learn from boost posts, but you've reached
0: a certain number, but you don't really know who those people are or if reaching them is going to turn into cash in the end Yeah,
1: you have because you haven't given that audience a next step like if you boost a post yeah I mean the call to action so this is like a marketing jargony thing call to action means the thing you are asking the audience to do like so every social media post has that um with boost posts it's usually you're asking them to click the link but you're not asking them to take another step with your business. So you have no sense of like um, how, what percentage of that audience even will go the next step and like give you your, their email address, which we're going to talk about. Or, um, you know, come into the shop if you have a physical, you know, you have no idea. So all you kind of get is this anecdotal evidence. If people come in and happen to mention that they saw you on Facebook or if they happen to remember that that was the first place they heard of you. Um, and you're probably, I mean, that probably feels really inconsistent to most people listening that they're probably not getting like hundreds of people pouring into the shop from a boost post. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> and then they're like, well, Facebook ads don't work. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's my number one strategy. Like, thats right. I don't understand. So,
1: but yeah. That's why I like, I don't want to take, you know, a big poop all over boost posts more than I have to, but that is why they are not. They don't fit into this idea of a campaign because obviously they don't you don't make your money back on them, but also you don't learn anything from them. And what I love about the strategies I think we're gonna talk about today is even if so I said like set a goal, so 10 consultations in 14 days. Even if you don't get 10 consultations in 14 days, you can look back on what you did because you set up a specific strategy, you carried out these tactics, and you can look all along the way and see where did you lose people. So, did you lose them? Um, like, was it really expensive to reach them on Facebook? Or was it like later on, like um, the next step that you took with them? Like, did you have a really low rate of email sign up? Or when you emailed them, did nobody open the email? So, there's all these, and I don't, I hope that doesn't sound too confusing, but there's all these places along the way in a campaign where you can look back when it's over and you can actually pinpoint the, the times where, um, you know, you lost them and that's, and so, and that's what I really like about it too, because if you spend the money you and you don't earn it back, at least you learn something yes. from what happened. Um, and so you can look back and, And also it's over, right? And so if you don't have time, (laughs) but like a month later or when you do have time again um, or when you're, you know, you have a VA or somebody who can help you and you can afford to help get them to do this again, then you can not repeat the same mistakes. So you actually move forward um, every time you execute a campaign, even if you don't reach the goal of the campaign. Right,
0: because every... every, I just said this this morning to um, to a friend. She was... frustrated with some of her results and, and I told her and she said, okay, that makes, that makes me feel better. I'm like, small business is a Petri dish. I mean, it is, it is an ongoing experiment. And even if you don't get like, scientifically what you want in the end, you know, what doesn't work. And then you go back to the drawing board, you create a new hypothesis and I'm not a science person, but that's just how I look at things. Like I throw, I, I try all different kinds of things trying to narrow it down to, okay, well, what's really going to work. And so when things don't work, it's like, okay, well, just like you said, and and I want to break, I, I just want to break that process down real quick. Cause I think we kind of went through it very quickly. And so I'm going to, I'm going to want to give like a, like a story example. So I own a yoga studio and I want to increase my, uh, my number of monthly memberships, not just people who are buying a one-off class, but people who are going to pay, commit to like an annual agreement with a monthly fee so that I know that I have consistent income Coming in, So passive consistent income. And then those of you who are in online marketing, maybe your coaches or things like that, you can kind of follow along. Um, however, this works for you. So I'm a yoga studio. I want monthly memberships. And so I create a Facebook ad. Um, I don't boost a post. And I don't say, come in today and talk with one of our people to, you know, see what it's like to be a member here because it's very unlikely upon a first exposure that somebody's going to be like, okay. And they, you know, that one time when they're waiting on an appointment at the doctor's and they're scrolling through their phone and they see your ad, they don't put on their to-do list. Oh, go to this new yoga studio. They might even forget about you. But if you give them something immediate to do right then, like here's a coupon for half off your dues or, you know, I don't know what it is, whatever, whatever that is for a free class, here's a coupon for a free class. Join us. You can click right then and there, get the coupon to the free class in exchange for your email address, because of course they want to email you that free coupon. And so at that point, Maggie, what does a smart yoga studio do who has created this ad based on demographics, like, how close they are to the studio, if they're male or female, if they're millennial or Gen X, um, if they like other uh, online yoga instructors. There's lots of parameters that you could put around when you're not just boosting a post. You could be very specific in who you're targeting. So once, once yoga studio owner Bombshell gets this email address and she has sent that person a coupon for a free class, what, what happens next?
1: Okay. Well, I actually want to back up into and like further pull apart a couple of things you said in your example. Awesome. So, that's why uh, she's the expert people. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I just blanked on one of the big ones. What was it? So, you said that a person goes, they make their Facebook ad, they choose so they choose their targeting. If you go so just to make clear what so she's saying don't boost post. So what that means is you go to facebook.com slash ads slash manager and that's where you set up the ad um, because that's going to give you access to all these different interest groups that you can target um, with cold audience targeting. The other thing I wanted to say is, so what you described, there's so many, I'm actually, it's not like, it's not affiliated with me in in any way, but the, I had this light bulb moment when I read this article um, about the, about what you said, like, if you offer, Hey, come into the yoga studio, that is too big of a leap. Like you skipped like two or three things you should have asked them to do first. And it's really important to understand that when you buy a Facebook ad, um, especially for this example, I would say I'll, like, this is pretty much tried and true. You're not leaping to the sale, um, you're leaping. What you're asking them to do is not buy. You're asking them to take the next step with you. Yeah. Um, especially if you're selling something. So it depends on how much the thing is worth, right? I guess like you see Amazon ads on Facebook, right? They they are really good at targeting and they will just sell you the deal in the day. But what you're talking about is selling something that is much more expensive because it's like a monthly membership. Um, so that, customer is worth a lot more. So you want to spend a little bit more money and time, um, changing them from a stranger, which is the first point of contact you'll make with them on, on the Facebook ad to someone who is really interested in, you know, finding out more about you. And then you probably, I think in your example, you always make the sale in person. Um, so that's, and I'm actually going to say, email you the article where this guy explains it like a hundred times better than I just did. But (laughs) it's it's a really profound thing to start thinking about. And I mean it like selling and stuff gets such a bad rap, but it's a really, it feels really like a huge pressure release when you know that every point of contact with a new prospect is not about pressuring them to buy. Yeah. Um, it's just about finding out if they even, care about yoga. (laughs) That's like the first thing, you know? Uh, and like then kind of moving along a path with them, um, to a point where you found somebody that is looking for a yoga studio, has the money to spend, will really benefit. I mean, this is like, obviously you're not going to have this ideally happen every single time, but you know, that is the ideal is you found someone who needs you or really loves what you're selling. and, And then it's this feeling of like, you're helping them. So Okay. So not to get, but that like, sup, That I'm super passionate about that because I find almost all the time when I work with clients that they get like, they get really weird about selling. They either like never do it. They hate selling and they just want everyone to come to them or they're really pushy because they don't really understand that there's like this Other way, which is just sort of like first understanding if you're relevant to the person and if they care. Yeah.
0: Um, Come do yoga and you're talking to somebody that, you know, can't sit still for more than two seconds, who, by the way, probably needs yoga, but maybe they're not ready for you yet. And so you don't want to, if you bring a bunch of people into your studio, and again, you could be online, you could be an attorney, there's so many different ways you could look at this. But in the case of this example, if you are marketing to people who are not ready to buy from you, you are not going to have any idea of what your real uh, like closing ratio is. So you you will never understand how many people do I have to get into the door in order, how many qualified leads Mm -hmm. do I need to get into the door in order to convert them into members. And then you're going to be flailing around trying to help people who don't want your help. And that's... That's not good. So yeah.
1: that's the magic word, and you could feel totally deflated if you were if you're with ten people and they're not qualified. That's the, so the magic word is qualified. They're not. Gonna, they're never going to buy. They don't need it, or they're if they're not ready. Then and you make and you make zero sales. Then you're going to feel really bad. But if you have a process whereby you qualify ten people, so they're interested, doesn't mean all ten will buy. But and you sell three or you sell four or whatever, you know, it's just going to be this different feeling. So it really like, I mean, anyway, I'm speaking from personal experience that I had a moment in my business or time in my business. This doesn't even have anything to do with ads or t- tactics, but just overall where I was selling to people that weren't a good fit. And then, you know, if you, if you get somebody that's not a good fit, that's not good for your business. Cause then you're not really happy doing that work. And if you don't sell to anybody, then you feel like, well, what did I do wrong? And it's not about that. It's just about finding the fit. So that's why people yammer, people like me yammer on and on about like finding the right fit. And it sounds really um, gimmicky, but it's really not. So anyway, okay. But I want to go back to your example, Facebook ad. So you buy the Facebook ad. Another thing you said in your example was the coupon. So that's a really good example of an offer. So in the Facebook ad, the things that should be really clear are what's your what are you offering them. So what's the offer? I think this is something that people miss the mark on all the time. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. They will talk about their business or they will try to sell. Right? We talked about that, which is really trying to get the person to do something. Um, the ad needs to have something in it for the person. Like so, for the for the person. What am I saying? For the person it's appeared to for the audience member for the, whatever this cold person that's never heard of you before. So coupons are really good example of an offer. Um, and then when they, what Amber was saying is when they click through, they, um, they go to a landing page on your website and you ask them for their email address in exchange for the coupon. Um, so that, so just to put it back into my rubric of what I said. So if you're, So you can do this, but I would have, before you do any of this, I would structure a campaign so that you have an objective, a strategy. Uh, The tactics are what Amber talked about, which is this Facebook ad that has a coupon and they only get the coupon if they give their email address. That's a tactic, right? And then how will you measure if it works? So in your example, um, the object, so I'd want to hear what's this yoga studio's objective? Like how many... Subscriptions, do they want to sell? And they should put like a number on it that feels like a reach, um, but also isn't like a million because. Right. <laughs> you know? So, and then, and it helps. So, the first time you do a campaign, you won't know, but if you do it a few times, you'll really know how to set this number because let's say you say that you want to sell 10 subscriptions. So, no, you want to get 10 qualified leads in the door for the free class for a free class, um, in two weeks or something. So then you run this Facebook ad campaign, um, for two weeks and then, and so what you can do, sorry, is work backwards. So if you're saying you want 10, then if you go backward one step, well, how many people need to get the coupon? Um, And you'll know after you do this a couple of times, like do 2% of people who receive a coupon use it or 20%, right? So then you'll, let's say it's, um, 20%. So you said you wanted 10 in the door. So you need to get this coupon to 50 people because out of 50 people, 10 will actually show up. So that means you need 50 people to sign up for your email list. So if you work backwards one more time, well, how much does it cost you in Facebook ads to get 50 people to sign up for your email list. And that's something you'll learn, um, when you run the campaign a couple of times. And the reason you said Amber is, or the reason I claim that this saves you money is it does (laughs) (laughs) because so when you learn how much it costs you to get 50 people to sign up for email, you can be super focused on on just buying ads that do that versus like okay, I'm also going to spend 10 bucks on boost posts this week. And I'm also going to try to buy Facebook likes and likes and all these other things that, um, do not have ROI, do not put cash back in your pocket. right? Right. So this is why I believe that my method saves you money. It's not that you won't spend money on Facebook ads. It's just that you'll be able to track a rate of return on it and you won't spend money on anything that doesn't get you some kind of return.
0: Yeah. Does that makes sense. That total sense. And and I just want to add um that I know a lot of local businesses especially spend money on all different types of advertising. So it might be that they run ads in the newspaper or maybe they, um, a a lot of people will buy, and I'm getting real small town now, but um, they'll buy uh, like sponsorships and like um, uh, baseball you know, books or, you know, they'll put their name on a banner or they'll do all these different things and they don't bat an eyelash to to sponsor um, a, a nonprofit event that doesn't have their target audience attending it. And I'm not saying don't sponsor nonprofit events, but I'm saying if you're doing it with the intention of calling it marketing and expecting some form of a return on your investment, like cold, hard cash and you're, you're doing that, they don't bat an eyelash to, to do like a $250, $500 sponsorship. But the minute that you say, what if you put that $250 or $500 into Facebook ads where you can actually pick the people who you're targeting right. and then get them on an email list where you get to keep talking to them even after you know that, that whole experience is done, which is what you can't do with a nonprofit event. Um, again, not beating up on nonprofits, but just from a marketing perspective. Um you know, it just seems so foreign to them.
1: So right. what, what are that's some, me. yeah, I'm um, sorry. Ask a question.
0: Well, I was going to say, what are some of the the objections that you hear when you're like, okay, so um, we need a budget of $500 to spend for, for the next however many weeks on Facebook ads. Like, do people freak out?
1: Mm, sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, so the first thing I was going to say is that's why I think Boost Post is so popular is because, well, first of all, it's right in your face you know? So if you're running your Facebook page, you're seeing it and then you're like, I guess this is the way I'm supposed to use this. I'm supposed to, I mean, that's what I would think, right? It's like, if they're putting it in my face, this must be the right way to use Facebook ads. Right. And then another reason I think people don't question it is because in all these other forms of advertising, there isn't, there isn't tracking. So like if you buy another example that popped out of me is you, if you buy, if you put a coupon, you pay to put a coupon in the value pack. Like, I don't know if you have that, but I feel like it's everywhere I've lived, they have it. It's like you get this big, this envelope filled with coupons, like once a week. I always throw it away straight in the garbage personally, because I can't deal with having coupons and papers in my house. But (laughs) um, a lot of local businesses buy. Um, I mean, they will pay to put their coupon in there. Well, what kind of, you know what kind of data does value path give you like enough? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but they don't tell you anything about, they just tell you how many people your coupon went to, but you have no idea the rate, like who are the, like how, what percentage of those people are relevant for you besides the fact that they live in your town. Um, And like how many of them use, you know, I guess you can, if you're tracking, like how many people show up with the coupon in their hand to your business, then you have some sense. Um, if you're not tracking that you should, and you're paying for a value pack, you should start. But yeah, I mean, I think people are just really used to not having to being fuzzy on paid marketing and how they make the money back. And this is not Facebook ads is their ads, but, um, So yeah, sometimes like people will buy ads and they're not expecting to make money back. They have some other objective in mind, but for people like us, which is lean, mean entrepreneurs, you know, we're, it's bootstrapped. We really, if there is an opportunity to track and make all your money back, then you need
0: to (laughs) Sign me up for that.
1: (laughs) And it's hard, you know, it's not so easy. I think like, you know, the things we're talking about are complicated. Yeah. but, you know, the concept is not complicated. The concept is if you put money in, you should be making it back when it comes to Facebook ads. And the people who are doing this successfully, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, okay, so your other question about do people balk if I need a budget. So that's what's cool about campaigns. Keep, keep harping on this. But the example I gave, so if you want 10 consultations to show up um, to take a free class, consultation is probably not the right word, word, but 10 people to show up and take a free class. And, um, so let's say let's, let's make this example go all the way to the sale. So maybe eventually your goal is actually to get 50 people in the door because you know, your conversion rate. So if you get 50 people in for a free class, um, if you were like the most slam in yoga studio and doing really awesome, let's say you were having a 5%, 5% of, people who took a free class from you, um, uh, sign up and now they're monthly subscribers. So if you got 50 people showing up, then, uh, what is that? Two or three? I mean, 5% is, Oh my God, I just lost my 50. Yeah. It's like two and a half people. So 50 is not a good number, but, uh, <laughs> if you had a hundred people show up, then five people would actually, buy the monthly subscription. Right? right. Okay. So if you know that you need five people to buy the monthly subscription every three months for your business to really, um, thrive and I'm making up like, I, I don't know, I don't own a yoga studio. So if these are dumb numbers, sorry, but, um, then there are you know ones that, we
0: can wrap our minds around when driving down the you know car, listening cash. to the podcast
1: <laughs> every three months. And so you need to get a hundred people in the door with that free class coupon. So that means, and again, we work backwards. so that means we need to get five hundred people that coupon because only twenty percent of them actually use it. Um, so then we work backwards again, well, how many how much does it cost me to get five hundred people to sign up for my email list? That's the amount of money I would ask the person for for Facebook ads. And so you know, if we if we we would, the way we would work together is we would keep working on Facebook ads and keep messing with the pictures, the copy, and most importantly, the targeting. So who are we targeting on Facebook ads to make sure you're spending the least amount of money to get 500 email signups so that you can get that hundred people who actually use the coupon so that you can get the five people who actually sign up for the subscription rate. So that's really understanding how much each customer in your business is worth for this yoga studio example. It's really easy. Well, I think because all you would have to do is look back at your, um, roster. Um, and how long are people usually members of your studio? Let's say the average is three years or something and you're charging $60 a month. So you would do 60 times 36 months and that's how much your customer and I have to like open my calculator to know how much money that is. <laughs> 60 times 36 so that your the average customer in that situation is worth $2,160. So, so if you get them to sign up, that's over $10,000. So if I'm asking you to spend $500 on Facebook ads to make $10,000, I am an amazing Facebook Ads um consultant and you should and you should never ever ever let me go um, and <laughs> <laughs> send me flowers. <laughs> so that's so okay so this is a really good we've run into how, like by now you know if people are still listening <laughs> then they're like this is really complicated. If you feel that way and you want to hire somebody to do this these are the kinds of things that they should be saying to you or these are the kinds of questions you should be asking is it's not about give me $500 and my rate is, you know, however much they charge. They all it runs the gamut completely. Um, it's about, can they make, if they make $10,000 for you that you wouldn't have made, then they you know, then, then you can kind of figure out how much their services are worth and how much you should be spending on them and on their ads. Um, so that's kind of the way that I would look at hiring somebody Um, and I see almost nobody do this, like including when I'm interviewed (laughs) and when people decide to hire me, they don't think like that. They want to work with someone, they kind of more, and this is good too. You want to look for someone who has experience. Other people are saying good things about them. Um, they seem like they have their, you know, poop together and, (laughs) um, stuff like that. But you know, you, that's great. And someone who's talking like this will also have all those other things. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you start talking to, cause it's, it's not location based. Like you could hire somebody in San Diego like me or somebody in Alaska to do your ads. If you live in Lebanon, Tennessee. And, uh, and so you can look all, nationally and find like the best person to work with. Um, and you'll know they're the best, you know, if they're talking to you about like you know, I might need $500, but I'm going to make you $10,000. So just think like that.
0: And I'm going to help you track it. So I, for me, it costs me on average, um, about $2 to for, for an email address. So it, that's, that's the average for me. So when I spend whatever it's going to cost me $2. So, but if somebody decides to work with me one-on-one, or even if they buy my bootcamp, um, or they bring me in as a speaker. Like I don't even care about that little two dollars, right? I mean that's less than a cup of coffee anymore, for right. one for one person. So I, I want it, I, and I'm not belittling anybody's bootstrap budget either, because there are times where like that's just not financially the feasible thing to do. So if you're if you're getting started and where I started a couple years ago, um, you know do it, do it yourself, which is like who has time for that? Um, thus Maggie. Uh, So, uh, but when I first started learning how to do this and Facebook changes all of the time, so that's that's a challenge if you're going to try to do it yourself, Uh, I started just with $50 a month and that gave me enough money to play and it gave me enough money to screw up and not like cry about it. And um, and that's when I started figuring out how to actually use the platform. And, but what it also did is it made me familiar enough that when I started talking to different people, I could see through the BS. And then once I talked to Maggie and she started talking about all the different strategies and how it was going to be tracked and, you know, what the, what the goal for the conversion was and everything, I was like, okay, this girl has her poop in a group, therefore I can trust her. And then she just told me what to do and I did it. Like that's, that's how that worked. So that's the kind of, and and we've talked about this when we talked to Jessica McIntosh about photography and Anthony Tran about web design. Um, If you can't trust your vendor, whether it's Maggie or whoever you choose um, to work with in terms of Facebook ads, if you can't trust them to have your best interest at heart and to also educate you along the process, it's the wrong vendor. There's a, so many fly-by-night uh, online marketing companies out there who are learning as they're going, and you're their guinea pig, and they're charging you full price to be their guinea pig, and that's not okay. So you need somebody like Maggie who is experienced. Um, so we have, we've gone a little bit over, but I, I think it's, it's been very well worth it to talk about how strategic Facebook, as an while I'm thinking about it, too, let me add one thing. Um, when Maggie and I worked on our campaign together, I found out things about audience behavior um, and about what images I have that got the most um, engagement and what type of body copy and calls to action that we used cuz she is like the mega AB tester which that just stresses me out to try to do like five different versions of something i think i don't i don't even remember how many you did maggie but it was a lot and so she would turn off one campaign that wasn't performing well and then she would add more people to a, another one that was performing better based on imagery and and the words that she chose to use. And so now I can use that same information in other marketing adventures. And I can use the, like the picture in, in a different way that, because I already know that that's what my audience is drawn to. So, so there's the short term financial, you know, return on your investment or RRI, but then there's the term and, and really having the statistics to tell you who your audience is and what they like and they don't like. Um, so this was a lot to take in, uh, Maggie, uh, you have something.
1: I I hope that I didn't get, like, I get excited and I hope I don't didn't go to an overwhelming place there. You really can start very small. You absolutely can start with a $50 budget or $25 budget as long as you have. And so for the yoga studio example, then just spend $25 on the coupon, you know, see how many people you get. And then, Next month, when you have twenty five dollars again, change the images around. Um, you know, change one thing. Change either the you know if you weren't happy with the results, change the images or change the text. Um, make it shorter or longer um, and try again. So you can start really small. I know. I hope that that's clear. Um, yes. And that's the way I when I start with clients. You know, we we work with what they have, and um, you can always if you do this campaign method you always get something out of it, you know, as long, I think 25 is probably the least amount I would. Um, but I feel like people can spare $25 in their business in a month. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think everything that we've talked about today, Maggie, I mean, it is when you think about having to figure all of it out in the context of your business, it can feel overwhelming, but what's gold about today's episode and all the, awesome that you've shared is that now perhaps a listener who has never explored Facebook ads before targeted Facebook ads, as opposed to just boosting a post. Now they get it. Now they understand why you would go to the trouble of going into the ads manager instead of just boosting a post. So the, so we're starting with knowledge. right? Um, and if, and if you're as driven as most bombshells are, then you might go in there and start tinkering with it and doing a little experimentation. And if you're as busy as most bombshells are and you have a budget, then you might want to learn more about Maggie. So um, right. you've got a, a downloadable PDF uh, that you're going to share the link with me. I'm going to put it in the, in the show notes so yeah. that people can learn learn more and have something to support their efforts. So tell us about that.
1: Yes. So it looks, it's very simple because I made it on word. So <laughs> it's really the, it's really a worksheet for you to go through and, de- and develop this campaign that, you know, we, we spent the whole time talking about. So what's your objective? What are you going to do? How are you going to measure and gives you a little bit of um, guidance along the way. And then there's also a ton of resources. Once you get into this, um, of course you can ignore all these links, but there are some really, really smart people out there that can help you along the way, um, to figure out how to do this yourself or figure out, you know, just kind of the art of, um, ads. So I'll share some resources. Obviously my own blog, um, is one of them, (laughs) but there's a lot of people that I have no relationship with. Um, they're big names in this industry. And I just would feel, I, I feel like remiss if I didn't, Like share a bunch of links to some of their best stuff. Um, that can really get you started. So that so that's going to be the PDF and you can find the link to that in Amber's show notes, it sounds like.
0: Yes. Awesome. Okay. And so you can also find out um, more about Maggie in general by going to her website, maggiefrankshu.com and shu is H-S-U. We're having a little lesson in Chinese today. Yes. And um, that will also be in the show notes if um, that's hard for you to just remember and type in later. Um, and then we'll of course put all of her her social media links in uh, the show notes as well so that you can follow along and and learn from her as you're just going about your normal everyday social media uh, activity. Um, Is there, is there any parting advice that you want to offer Maggie to our bombshells?
1: Um, yeah, so definitely, gosh, parting advice. Let me think for a second. Um, so pick a budget, pick a goal, um, figure out your budget, and then just try this once, I would say. Uh, I mean, that's my parting advice is like, I, had, I was teaching this um, last week in a class and I had a very uh, lovely person. She's a friend, we've worked together. Um, she's in a different industry. And she was just like, well, you know, she had all the objections to why this won't work. And I said, you know, if you don't do it, a hundred percent guarantee you it won't work. Right. It's do it. You won't, you don't know what you're going to find out. So, um, that's kind of what drives me forward in continuing to do entrepreneurship is just like, well, if I keep putting one foot in front of the other, I'm going to find out all kind of new things. If I give up now, I'm going to just know I'm just done, you know? And so, yeah, my parting advice is to try this once um, with a budget that you feel comfortable, um, not making back perhaps, and then just see what you learn. Um, and I'm, you know, if you go to my website, my contact info is on there. If you actually do do this and then reach out to me with questions about how to understand what happened, I'm happy to answer them. Um, so there's another little insurance policy for people (laughs) will definitely learn something if you give this a try. So I really encourage you to just do it and don't stop thinking about it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, it's no overthinking involved. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for being on the bombshell business podcast. I think you've really served a lot of, uh, women in business today through your comments.
1: I hope so. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. For sure. All right, that's going to do it for today. I
0: know we went a little bit over, but when we start getting into more technical talk like this, I I just don't want to do you a disservice by cutting it short and leaving you with questions. So be sure to go to the show notes. That's at Amber Hurdle dot com forward slash podcasts with an s and um, look for maggie's episode all of the links will be in the show notes including the link to her document that is uh not over techie and definitely bombshell friendly that you can use to start your very first uh, facebook Campaign Facebook ad campaign. Um, be sure if, if you love this podcast and you want to help other women find it so that they can get the same uh, source of information to help become uh, more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident finpreneurs, then please go over to iTunes and leave a review. Um, it's super easy to do and it would mean a lot to me and I might even give you a shout out on the show. So until next time, keep going out there, keep grinding and believe in yourself and all the things that you're doing will produce fruit if you just keep going. Have a great day, Bombshell. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.